Yeah. Yeah. Pro Fan Sports Podcast. Let's get it. Pro Fan. Tune into the program. Every single week, get the dope, fam. Sean on the mic, very flat, too. Keep you updated, that's what we do. Pro Fan. Tune into the program. Pro Fan. Tune into the program. Pro Fan. Tune into the program. Every single week, get the dope, fam. Yo, yo, what to do, everybody? It's your boy, John Altador with Pro Fan Sports Podcast where the fans of the pros go back at you with another one. My guys, Vlad and Barry, what's good? Yo, 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 what's going on? Hey, what's up, everybody? How y'all doing? Uh, excited and feeling great, as always, and, you know, ready to get another episode going for y'all. Uh, got another great episode coming up, uh, and as we know, as you guys know, we are on to episode 62, the Big 6-2. The Big 6-2. Uh, is that uh, Joe Tooney? Yes, that's right. Joe Tooney. And I only know that because we brought that number up, I think, on like episode 60 or something. Right, right, right. Cause yeah. You thought he was 60 and not David Andrews. Yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah. Um, you got Ryan Wendell, who was a former offensive lineman. Yeah, yeah. From the New England Patriots. Uh, dude, that, this was a tough one. I couldn't really come up with too many other uh, notable 62, um, you know, for, for this number. Yeah, I mean, I hope that doesn't mean we're going to have a bad show uh there's yeah definitely <laughs> it, it, it won't it won't it, it's just one of those rare numbers where there's not a lot of uh no, notable players to, to mention but just I mean, looked it up there's a name i like charlie trippy let's get trippy yo um <laughs> charlie trippy i like that charlie but you, trippy yeah you don't and um somebody by the name of uh langer Jim Langer is a center. Career, 12 seasons. Anyway, man, episode 62. We on and popping, dudes. What's going on with y'all? How's everything going, man? Um, Y'all enjoying the, the basketball playoffs so far? We only had a couple games, but a couple good ones. Yeah, definitely excited about the NBA playoffs. I mean, the playing tournament was pretty exciting. Um, playoffs are starting now, so definitely watching basketball. Yeah, no, I've, I've definitely been watching some, uh, you know, that, that NBA playoffs. Um, you know, without question, there's been some good, you know, games, um, you know, to start so far, <laughs> to say the least, excuse me. Um, you know, I've been actually watching as much NHL for playoffs as NBA, um, yeah. you know, which is a li- little bit surprising because I usually watch more NBA playoffs than NHL. But, you know, definitely this year has been a little bit different. Uh, but, no, just getting, you know, back to the NBA, uh, there certainly were some great, uh, you know, games that have happened, you know, so far in the playing tournament, um, you know, with the Lakers and Warriors and, yep, and the yep. Warriors and Grizzlies um, and then obviously the Celtics uh, you know it was a good one uh, and then there were a couple of you know good ones uh, you know game ones on Saturday that, that happened that you know really ended up you know helping the start of the playoffs start with the bang so yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. excited that the playoffs are here let's talk to the people real quick so um, you know before I, I even forgot to introduce the dang show you know like before we start off and everything, please make sure you are subscribing to the channel right now. All right, if you watch and subscribe to the channel and also follow us on social media, we're on Instagram, profans underscore sports. We're on Twitter, at profansports. We're on facebook.com slash prof... I mean, we're on facebook.com slash profansports. And then, of course, the youtube.com slash profansports. We see Barry's shirt right there, you know. Yes. Uh, Always dropping. Get your you shirt. Know the vibes? That's right. Get your right. gear. Redbubble.com slash profan sports. That's it. Got all the gear on deck for y'all. So get your gear for the summer. Get your t shirts and your tank tops and whatever your favorite uh, 
some again is you know we we got it all on there so yeah, yeah. somebody told me we got to get some hats i got to get some hats going so yeah someone i'm told working me on that, that too someone i'm working told on me that we got to get some snapbacks yeah yeah snapbacks i i need some snapbacks myself right, you know yeah, and we and we should get the snapbacks customized for us the ones that we end up getting for pro fan sports like we should have our name on the side, each one of our names on the side and stuff. I think that'd be pretty dope. That'd be awesome. Yeah, you should do some research do and find mine. out. Oh, yeah, I know yeah, how yeah. to do it. I know how to get that done. I just have to go out and do it. That's pretty yes, much sir. what it is. Um, we drop every Tuesday morning. Make sure you're catching the podcast every Tuesday. Any platform, just write us in. We're in there. Pro Fan Sports Podcast. And our videos drop every Wednesday on YouTube. Uh, shout out to Vlad for taking care of the videos. Um, and what Barry was talking about, some NBA news. We're going to start with the NBA. Of course, we got the NFL, MLB, NHL as well. But in the NBA, the Lakers, uh, since the last time we had the pod, you know, because this is a weekly podcast, I'll tell you what happened, you know, the last week. Um, the Lakers beat Golden State to get the seventh seed, you know, and they're facing the, the Phoenix Suns now, who are number two. You know, it, it, it's kind of weird because it's kind of like they, they switch positions, right? I think the Lakers are in the position that a lot of people thought the Suns would be, you know, because they probably thought the Lakers was going to lead the West like they did last year. Um, the Celtics beat the Wizards to take the number seven seed and will face Brooklyn Nets, which they did on um, Saturday night. The Grizzlies defeated Golden State, which was kind of crazy to me. Uh, to actually definitely. kick Steph Curry, you know, out of play, out of the playoff picture, you know what I'm saying. Um, and right. right now, Steph Curry is actually one of the you know MVP candidates, right? With that right there, um, no, which he's definitely deserving should, without question. Okay, that's the question. Does Steph Curry deserve to be the the MVP of the league? Well, the MVP is uh, seasonal. It's for the season. It's not for the playoffs. So I, I don't think we can put you know put in what happened to them. Um, in the playing tournament, as far as like the MVP goes, um, I I personally don't think Steph is the MVP. Um, I think he played amazing um, toward the end of the year. I think he was unbelievable. Um, and but I I just think like we, we talked about it last week. I think I pick Embiid to be the the MVP candidate. Um, but I still think hey, if you think he if you think he deserves it, you still vote for him because at the end of the day, like the MVP is a is is the MVP of the season, not for the playoffs. So um, I still think he deserves the votes that he's getting. Yeah, no, I think he certainly you know deserves to be one of the finalists of um, you know the, the the MVP this season. I think you know he had a phenomenal and sensational uh, year, and you know he's done a lot of great special things and, you know, played the best be basketball of his career, arguably, um, you know, particularly the um, the last couple months where he's been the hottest player in, in the NBA, to, to say the least. And uh, I think certainly without him, I think the Warriors are definitely a lottery team, to say the least, and probably uh, one of the worst teams in the league with the Rockets and the Timberwolves. I think they'd be right in the same boat. Uh, as them if they didn't have a Steph Curry. Um, and, uh, you know, so I'm not surprised that he was, you know, voted as a finalist for the MVP. Now, I don't think he'll get it. Uh, I think he'll get, you know, some votes, um, some first place votes, um, you know, for, 
for the for the award, but I don't you know think he'll end up getting it. I think I'm still gonna stick with what I said last week, and that I think uh, Nikola Jokic um, is the MVP and is or you know at least should be the MVP um, you know for this season because I think he had the you know most consistent you know season from start to finish and didn't miss um, you know any games due to injury or due to COVID or anything like that. And as crazy of a season as it was, I think that's definitely something that um, stands out and that is important and that should be a factor um, when you're voting for the MVP. Uh, but, you know, most definitely Steph Curry um, is, you know, deserves to be on there. And I'm glad that um, on the, um, you know, finalist list for the MVP. Yeah, uh, I like Steph Curry, man. You know, but I think uh, when it comes to him, you know, we really need to keep the same energy, you know, with past players that's performed at that kind of level and still was never mentioned as part of, like, the MVP. And I'm talking about, you know, somebody like Damian Lillard, you know, last year who had pretty similar numbers to Steph Curry. And really? his team. Yeah, look it up. It's pretty much identical, you know, from every metric. Um, I think he... Uh, he uh, beat Curry in the rebounds um, category, I believe. Uh, assist or, or rebounds, one of them. Um, and, you know, he brought his he, he brought his team back in the bubble, in the play-in, and made the playoff, right? Right. No, I hear what you Golden saying, State bro, didn't the, make the playoff uh, at right, all. Right, No, I, I get what you're saying. Well, like, they I made get it. it. They made it the playing tournament. beat by the Grizzlies. Right, which, I mean, the Grizzlies aren't bad. Let's not Let's, sleep on the Grizzlies. And John Moran went off. He was mm. – clutch and he was a killer in that game like let's put some respect on the Grizzlies and on you John got John Moran, like, Moran he, he you got Steph thing. Curry and Draymond right but that's it though the the supporting cast for the Warriors isn't really that good like it's okay but it's Who's John Moran like I got said, Valanchunas, Curry, I think on that team that team's not even relevant like no one yeah. could and people could care less about that team if Steph Curry was on there they wouldn't even sniff the playing tournament if he wasn't on there and especially since there were no, no one else, they were get, not getting any consistent production from anybody else but him. So that's what I'm saying. He deserves right, right. to be the MVP. And I get Dayton Lillard had a similar season last year, but he had a better supporting cast and he had a better team, you know, around him than Steph Curry did this year. And I think that's definitely an important, you know, fact and thing to take into consideration when, you know, you're comparing the two. And don't get me wrong, I love Damian Lillard, too, and he's one of my favorite players, and he did his thing last year and balled out. But I think people are, you know, who Steph Curry's getting more credit and more praise for this just because, like I said, the lack of talent that he's, you know, doing this with, and he's doing it without Klay Thompson, which is his right-hand man, his wingman, his splash brother. Um, it's, it's so, and they really didn't have, a second I, I think it's kind of like a consistent second. I think it's kind of funny, like, like the narratives like the with McCollum. I think it's like the funny the narratives between like Steph Curry and LeBron James, because like if LeBron James was in Steph Curry's position, we'd be fucking killing him. You know what I'm saying? And Steph Curry, he's like the golden child to me. You know what I'm saying? Like it's pretty much like whatever he he does, he's gonna get the spotlight. Um, I I just think we should keep the same energy and. Um, he played great. You know what? Another person that led the league in scoring, Bradley Bill, was he mentioned as the MVP of the league last year? No, Washington he wasn't, but sucked. what did this team do last year? What they didn't this, make the playoffs. 
just exactly. just they didn't like even make the playing tournament. Did they, they make the playing tournament? The they, tournament. They, they played. They didn't make it. No, not still, even the playing tournament. Still, it still stands that he was like the the scoring leader. Of the, you know what I'm saying? Like he didn't get yeah, as but, much praise at all. But if you have a team that does, that didn't make the like, you can have a great season. But if you have a team that's like not even close to making it into the playoff, how how valuable? No matter how. Like your work is overlooked. Like no matter how valuable you are to that team, like your work is overlooked because your team is not making it anywhere near the playoffs. Like if it wasn't for this new playing tournament, the Golden State Warriors would would be in the playoff. Um, and that that has a lot to do with Steph Curry. Absolutely, yeah, it does. But that. you know there is a playing tournament, and they did not make the playoffs, man. And you know I like Steph Curry. Like I said, you know um, I respect it. I just feel like. You know, had other people been in that situation, I don't know if we, if if they're in a conversation like this. In my opinion, anyway. You know, but um, you know, they the Grizzlies beat them to get into the playoffs, and they'll face the Utah Jazz. Uh, the Wizards turn around and beat the Pacers, and they will face the number one 76ers in the first round. Um, you know, the Pacers lost. Karis LeVert was actually held out of the game for uh, health and safety protocol reasons, which is really fucked up in my opinion. Oh yeah. Absolutely. You know. No, I, um, I have a bigger uh, issue with with, 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 with that. D- d- definitely. That's it's not right. And it's unfortunate that had to end their season on that note and one of their best players couldn't play because of that and it ended up costing them. They didn't make the playoffs due to him not being on the court. So it's it's a bummer for the Pacers. Yeah man. Um, if I was the players, man, I'd be getting that vaccine as quick as possible, dude. But you know, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not the players, so let's not even go there. Um, so LeBron James, you know, got into some issues last week, you know, before uh, the playing tournament with Golden State. Um, so he was photographed at a event, you know, with a couple of celebrities like Michael B. Jordan, Drake, um, right before the game. And that was vi- in violation with the NBA's uh, safety uh, health and protocols, right? Mm-hmm. Um, news came out that he will not face punishment um, for violating the <laughs> the health and safety protocols by attending the event. Um, and, you know, people like Charles Barkley is saying, you know, the league is pretty much scared to suspend LeBron James, right? And um, how you guys feel about that? Is, is, does Charles Barkley have something in there? Well, they don't even have to suspend him. At least, like, find him. Find him fifty thousand dollars, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, whatever it is. Like I understand, like you know, it's he's not a repeat offender. If he was a repeat offender, then I would have definitely said definitely suspend him. Was Lou Williams a repeat offender? I don't believe so, as far as I know. But he did he get suspended? No, but he had to go yeah. through health and safety protocol and had the ten day quarantine. Yeah, and so they pretty got, much and had to go, go through the whole protocol process. In order for him to play again, did he get fined too? He might have. He he, he might have got that. I, 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 I feel like I, he I was fined. So. I, I think they did give him a fine. That that's correct. That sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. And but, um, Kwame Kwame Brown brought that up too. Uh, we'll talk about Kwame Brown. Yeah, in a second. yeah. We, 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 we <laughs> save that for for later because we got a whole lot to get with Kwame Brown. But yeah, yeah go yeah. ahead, Brad. Were you finished or? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that he should definitely whatever the 
the rules are for breaking the health and safety protocols as he should be subject to those. Um, I know the first offense is definitely not suspension. It's probably just money. Um, but that at least has to be done. And, uh, and I don't know if he's vaccinated, um, but... There's more to the story. Apparently, this uh, gathering was because LeBron was launching some type of business, you know, some type of new business endeavor uh, that he was going to be part of. So they had a little, you know, a little shindig, you know? Right, Barry, and you I know say exactly so? what it was. So apparently, it was an event for a new um, tequila brand that he just oh. recently came out with. Right, he just launched this tequila brand and uh, had this event, you know, l launching it and uh, m making it official and stuff. And then obviously had these, all these uh, celebrities. Um, the, the NBA, yeah. the NBA but, really loves alcohol, don't they? Oh, yeah. You know? love the honey, but, love the tequila. Yeah, oh, yeah. They love it, but they'll find you if you smoke a little. Let's not uh, even get there, Oh, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, right. You know. Right, right. But, no, I have a big um issue with, with this. This is certainly not right. And... um. You know, it is a terrible look for the NBA, and I totally agree with Charles Barkley when, you know, he says that the NBA is terrified and, and scared shitless <laughs> of, of, of LeBron because they, they absolutely are. Because, I mean... Because don't, don't sit here and tell me that if this is any other player in that league, and I get, I get LeBron's not like any other player. He's LeBron James. He's the king. Like, I, I get that, you know what I'm saying? He's different and all that. But still, like, anybody else does this, whether it's a suspension or fine or health and safety protocols that they have to go through, like, you know what I'm saying? Something's going to happen to them. They're going to face some sort of punishment and some sort of consequence and going to be held accountable for, for, for their action. And like you said, John, you were just saying, keep that same energy. Well, this is exactly why the NBA needs to keep that same energy. For yeah. like, this is a perfect and prime example, Exhibit A, of them not keeping that same energy and not holding, uh, you know, someone like LeBron James accountable when they should. And we just said Karis LeVert missed, um, you know, had to miss the last couple of games for the Pacers in the playoff games. Playoff games because of health and safety protocols in which his team, well, they, the um, Hornets, but they ended up losing to the Wizards and didn't make the playoffs because of that. Like, he should either, you know, be the, the 50K fine, which is the heftiest fine that you can give a player for an offense like that. That's what, you know, um believe James Harden got for, you know, his incident that he had beginning of the season when he was dogging his way out of um, – you know, Houston to go to Brooklyn, and I believe Lou Williams got the same fine uh, as well or something similar to that. Um, but, he, yeah, he should have at least gotten that or at least missed a game or something, not just, oh, because it wasn't um, – we didn't see it as a threat um, to, you know, for it to spread, for the virus to spread around the team. Like, how can you say it's not a threat when – Yeah, you yeah. Know, it, it, like that's ridiculous. Like it makes no sense. Like that, yeah, yeah. it pisses me off, John. It, it really, it really does, man. It's. I mean, it's I got you. Um, I definitely think you know. There's, <laughs> I don't have a problem with it, you know. But I because no, no. Listen, I don't have yeah, a problem ahead, with it ahead. because LeBron is a grown man. You know, he's a multi-millionaire. He could have taken all the precautions he he wanted to. You know, to be at the event. But like, keep the same energy. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. I, yes. I don't I don't care if you don't find guys. You know what I'm saying? As long as guys are being responsible and things like that, you know, um, I'm not for anybody getting, you know, fined and taking money out of their pockets, you know, taking money out of their kids' mouths and stuff like that. You know, I'm not a big fan of the fines, you know, that guys get all the time. But um, keep the same energy, you know. Um, and, mm-hmm. and I definitely think, you know, the leagues are, you know, hypocritical for what they do. Sure. And it's yep. not a good look for them because it's not – everything's not uniform. You know what I'm saying? Like there are guys struggling to make that money that get fine. We know LeBron's not struggling to, you know, that's like 50 cents to this <laughs> right. guy. You that know what I'm saying? He's never going to struggle in his life. Exactly. Right, right. right. So, um, yeah, right, NBA. Dog, got, they got to hold these guys accountable. Like everybody. So simple as that. Everybody. That's simple. Yep. Um, you know, somebody that did get fined uh, was uh, Nate McMillan. You know, the coach of the uh, Atlanta Hawks, right? Yeah, um, uh-huh. He made a comment about the Knicks um, that the NBA frowned upon, and he got fined $25,000. So, you know, if you're, if you're not LeBron, that ass is getting fined. You know? Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. You won't be being held accountable. You will be and, persecuted. And, right, right. And you'll be filling it in the wallet. That's right. Hit you where it hurts. Right. That's right. Uh, Marv Albert uh, is set to retire after the NBA playoffs. Uh, you know, legendary announcer, you know, getting ready to call his final game. So, you know, I know the NBA family will miss him. Uh, Chris yeah, big Webber. Big shout out to him. Big shout out. Facts. Chris Webber and TNT have parted ways and he will no longer be announcing games. You know, I know a lot of people are happy about that. You know, uh, it is Including what it is. Including myself. So. Absolutely. What happened? Why, yeah. why, why did they part ways? I mean, why not? No, no but, I, I but did they, did they tell us why? <laughs> I know it's crazy because I was trying nah. to find that out and they never really it's not, came it wasn't out disclosed. With, um, with, with the reason. Right, exactly. They never, you know, uh, announced and came out and said why they got a, uh, you know. It is mutually parted, parted ways. ways, you know. It's like a breakup. Right, right. And yes. I had a feeling because he didn't um, announce any of the March Madness games and he usually announces for TNT uh, some of the March Madness games. So, I don't know, it may have something that. to do yeah, it may have something to do with that. Who, who knows? But, I mean, I'm certainly not, you know, I, 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 I'm cer- certainly happy about, you know, that and don't mind him not being with TNT because there's a lot better announcers, a lot more better announcers with TNT than uh, Chris Webber that I enjoy listening to, um, you know, when I watch games on TNT. Yeah, man. Um, so, you know, Chris Webber, so long. I'm sure he's going to end up somewhere. And, yeah, uh, he'll be all right. I'm sure he'll find another gig or find another job in, in basketball. So, yes, yeah, sir. He'll be good. The NBA awards candidates have been announced, right, for the NBA awards. And uh, the most valuable player, the finalists were uh, Seth Curry, Golden State Warriors, Joel Embiid, Philadelphia 76ers, Nikola Jokic, Denver Nuggets, uh, the NBA Rookie of the Year, uh, LaMelo Ball from Charlotte Hornets, Anthony Edwards from Minnesota Timberwolves, and Tyrese Halliburton from Sacramento Kings. Um, the, the Defensive Player of the Year candidates are Rudy Gobert, uh, Utah Jazz, Draymond Green, Golden State Warriors, and Ben Simmons, Philadelphia 76ers, all guys that we actually mentioned. I don't know if we mentioned uh, Draymond Green. Yeah, we, we messed up on that. Yeah, yeah. We definitely messed up, but I know definitely. You, I know Barry mentioned uh, Ben Simmons, or one of you two mentioned Ben I Simmons. I believe it was Blood that yeah. mentioned Ben Simmons, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And um, he's so. definitely deserving, but I don't know how we missed Jay Mongri. He's definitely one of the uh, best well, he's defenders the best. in the league. Well, yeah, he's well, the best league defender. He's the best NBA defender of all time. He he said that, you know. Yeah, so I don't know about all that, John. That's going a little <laughs> yeah, bit me, too me, far, me neither. my friend. 
Me neither. Uh, most improved player uh, is going to, well, the finalists are Jeremy Grant from Detroit Pistons, uh, Michael Porter uh, from the Denver Nuggets, and who's been going off since, uh, you know, Jamal, Jamal's been out. Uh, Julius Randle from the New York Knicks, who definitely deservedly, you know, deserves something like this. The NBA Sixth Man of the Year, Jordan Clarkson, Utah, Utah Jazz, Joe, Joe Ingles, Utah Jazz. How you have two six men right. candidates? Makes no sense. That's what I was saying. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I've never seen that before. Two six men on the same team. Sometimes one starts. Sometimes one one doesn't. That was. I guess so, but still, I think you Joe Ingles usually starts. So I'm surprised that they had him. As a finalist on the list, because Jordan Clarkson, I know, usually comes off the bench for, for them, and you know, and is the first guy off the bench in their rotation. So that's well, just maybe, really maybe they, weird and awkward to me. Well, maybe they both come off the bench and they have similar numbers, so you gotta include both. Well, is a starter usually, so I'm I'm Listen, surprised they had. What, him what if they've played the six man? You know, what if they interchange? Like they've all played enough games to actually qualify in that yeah. role. I guess so. I guess that must be it. I guess, I, man. I think that's what it is. Yeah. yeah uh, that, that has to be. That, that only makes sense. Uh, Derek Rose, New York Knicks, which is absolutely fucking awesome um, that he would be in a position like this. Like, the guy, he, you know, he's overcame so much stuff, you know, just to be here again, you know. Who did they um, put him on? Uh, New York Knicks uh, for six men of the year. Oh, really? Yeah. That's awesome. I thought it was someone else, but shoot, good, good for D Rose. That's great. Now, yeah, that, man. That's really good. I'm glad yeah. that they got him on there. He he definitely deserves it, and, without and a doubt. Finally, uh, Coach of the Year: Utah Jazz coach Quinn Snyder, uh, Tom Thibodeau, New York Knicks, and uh, Monty Williams, Phoenix Suns. All those guys are really deserving. All deserving, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And um, finally, last bit of NBA news or drama you know before i tell you guys you know the scores I'll update you on who's leading their series and stuff like Hold that on, Joe. did we say the most improved players who, who they were already yes we did oh okay all right I must yes we did that. that yeah that's my that, fault that's, that's my jeremy bad. grant michael porter and julius randall oh okay yep yep exactly all <laughs> deserving candidates so shout out to those guys Taking yep. Julius Randle for that one. Julius Randle was nice, man. He, <laughs> he had a great fourth seed. Fourth yeah. seed. I don't know. He was he was battling with a lot of big names out there, man, and holding his own. So Julius Randle, oh, he was right, right. for sure. He's a long way, man, from being a borderline NBA player to being an All Star and you know best player on a team. You know, yeah, man. Definitely, you know, he, he's he's been a beast and and involved out this year. So no, the shout out to. To, to him. He's yeah, man. definitely put in the work to get to where he's at now. Right. Before I give you the standings for uh, the NBA playoffs game, and we talked a little bit about the Celtics and what they're doing, um, Kwame Brown. So, you know, Ooh, yes, I now know... we get to Kwame Brown. <laughs> I don't know if, you know, that many people are hip to the situation, but I know, you know, us in the in the culture, we're pretty hip to the situation. Um, as we say, John, here on Pro Sports, if you're not hip to this situation about Kwame Brown, then you must be living under a rock because this guy has been all over. He's been on fire. And all over YouTube the whole week, all week long. He's been on fire. His name has been all over the internet. So you must be living under a rock if you haven't been hearing about this man for this week. So Kwame Brown, former uh, first pick, you know, by... Who, who picked them? The Hornets or or the Washington? Oh, the Wizards. The, the Wizards. Washington Wizards. By the MJ Wizards. Picked them. Uh, yes, M- 
MJ picked him, yeah. um, which I still don't understand that story. How did MJ pick him? Was he, like, the general manager or something? Because I know MJ was playing on the team. Yeah, but it's MJ. You don't think he's going to have a say in How the you? fuck it- – Anyway, this is how the league is right, like. Right, Come on, of course, you know, whether <laughs> you don't, you don't think... a player or a front office, you know, executive, he's going to have some sort of say in that of he's the, arguably the most powerful person that's ever played and been associated with the NBA. Like, nobody has more power than MJ. Right, he's like LeBron, you know, like like what LeBron is now. You know, that, that's what this pretty guy much. was. Yep, <laughs> you know, because we've been calling LeBron a GM for the longest. You know what I'm saying? Since, you know, he goes to teams and blows them up, brings guys in, t- ships them out, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so, Kwame Brown was the number one pick. Uh, what year was that? Do we even know? Probably 2002. Like, yeah, it was like the early 2000s. If I no, 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 no. On no, the no, Wizards? No, 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 no. no on no. the Wizards? <laughs> that was later on. Because um, I believe in 96, 97, the uh, – uh, Michael Jordan was selling the Bulls, wasn't he? Was it 99? It, it, it was in the 2000s, I believe. That's, 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 what, we, that's what we said. We said 2000 and 2003. Right, early 2000s. Is that 2000s, what you said? Right. That's what we just said. Okay, yeah, you were all right. saying that. I don't know what I thought there. I, my, I was probably I don't tripping. know what you I don't know I don't what you know what. I, Right. You know I what? Don't know what you were hearing, man. <laughs> <laughs> you good, bro? Anyway, anyway, I don't know. You know, I, I he was <laughs> he was picked in the 2001 draft. There we go. All right, oh one. There we go. Oh yeah. one. So, and um, you know, he was picked by the Wizards, and he didn't have the greatest, you know, career. You know, because he had high expectations, and we know what we do, what they do with number one draft picks. If you're the number one draft pick, you're expected to take the, you know to take the franchise to, you know, the next the next level or be one of the best players in the league. And or at least um, in that draft, being in that draft. the best player. Right, right. right. And um, Kwame, Kwame wasn't that, you know, and I think for, you know, he had a 12-year NBA career and the whole time we never heard the guy speak, you know. Um, we heard a lot of people shitting on him, and I think we're all guilty of thinking Kwame Brown was a bust, Right. Tell me I'm lying. <laughs> no, we, we are. That's true. Because I know I thought say, it. The media, especially Stephen A, has a lot to do with that. Because <laughs> the media portrayed it and, you know, and made it seem as if he was a bust and as if he was a scrub right. and if he was garbage. Right. And um, I actually thought this uh, until a couple years ago um, when um, uh, Skip Bayless, uh, Stephen A. Smith, and um, – uh, Jalen Rose were on like first take or something, and that that oh. topic came up. And uh, Jalen Rose Rose was talking about how can you be a bust, you know, if you've had twelve years in the NBA, and that made a lot of fucking sense because if you're a bust, you're probably like Anthony Bennett or fucking, <laughs> you know, Greg Oden, you know, right, right. Um, <laughs> who else? Who else? That, like that kid, Dar- uh, Darko Milicic, Milicic, you know what I'm saying? Though Adam Morrison. You know what I'm saying? Another like, one. There you go. <laughs> those guys are busts. Like, that were really high draft picks that didn't do shit in this league and never made a mark. They didn't even do anything in other leagues. You know what I'm saying? They, not even better than Jimmer Fredette. You know what I'm saying? Who's been freaking killing it out in China, wherever the hell he plays at right now. Let, you me, know, ask you guys, let me ask you guys a question. So, right. he was the number one pick, and he wasn't the greatest number one pick. He was... For most of his career, he wasn't the most impactful player on the court. Right. Would you compare that pick to 
Laval, um, Laval, Laval Ball. Like, no, what's the, what's the, what's the liquor? Lamelo? No, 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 no. Uh, um, Lonzo. Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball. Yeah. Oh, Lonzo hell no. Ball. Hell no. Nah, definitely not. Lonzo's good, man. Not. No, but as far, right. as far as bus. I know I don't. I'm not. No, I'm not saying. I'm not saying either of them are bust. I'm saying, do you compare like the expectations around the number one pick and them neither like Lonzo Ball did it? I don't think he's. I don't think he's he's a bust, but I don't think he met that number one pick. Choice. He wasn't number one. He wasn't number one. It was one. Markel Fultz. That oh, was that's number true. one. He was that's number true. two. That's true. That's true. Right, right. Then you know, Jason Tatum was number and even, three. Right. Even Markel Fultz is not a bust because he actually started coming around and. So he, you know, he exactly. messed up his name. You know, he's been late. balling. Right. But you know so would you would you compare the two picks? Nah, I wouldn't compare the two picks because it, you know Kwame Brown's situation was more more polarizing because he was with Jordan. You know what I'm saying? And like the mm-hmm. spotlight was on him a bit more than the other guys. You know, Lonzo Ball went to the Lakers, who had nobody at the time, and then LeBron pulled up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, but the spotlight always been on Lonzo. Yes, no, but you're right, yes. not as much. But it was right. still on him. But, you know, he doesn't compare to Lonzo because Lonzo didn't come straight out of high school. Kwame true, Brown came true. straight out of high school, you know, into the NBA where clearly you have some to to learn, you know, the situation. You have to learn your position because guys have to grow into, you know, look, look at Giannis. God forbid if they if they brought Giannis in to be what he is now, the first year he started playing, you know what I mean? He'd probably be a wreck right now if, if you put that kind of pressure on him. So... You know, back back to Kwame Brown like that, that's the way his career was going. Um, you know, he ended up playing 12 seasons. And um, on all the Smoke podcasts, they had Jeannie Buss and um, Gilbert Arenas on the episode. And at some point... Oh, wow. they, they had both of them? They had both of them. And, oh, um, cool. At some point, you know, Jeannie Buss was explaining some kind of situation. And um, Matt Barnes brought up, brought up Kwame Brown. And, you know, they kind of like, dismissed him like they, they talked down to him and stuff like that and and talked about how much of a bus he was and stuff like that so um according to Kwame Brown he he reached out to those guys and was basically like why are you talking down to me like that you know what I'm saying why are you uh bringing that kind of energy to me um mm-hmm. I'd appreciate it if you you know you wouldn't talk to me like I was nobody you know what I'm saying like this is a guy that played 12 years in the NBA, earned over $60 million. You know, he has generational wealth, bought his mother, you know, a, a house and stuff like that. And um, I guess they didn't do it, you know, because uh, Matt Barnes and uh, Steven Jackson came out with statements. And, you know, they were on video talking about how, you know, we can meet up if you want to shoot the fake, you know, shoot the ones. <laughs> yeah, you want to box before we record the podcast and go on the show and record and talk your shit. Yeah, right. right. I you're right, right. They, they invited him to their shows. You know, Stephen Jackson said, like, you're a bus. I, I was never considered a bus. You know, I, I was better than you, bro. You know what I'm saying? And uh, saying a bunch of stuff and pretty much Kwame Brown just uh, – <laughs> just exploded on these dudes and you know if you haven't watched the videos you you really should watch you should you should go right now and watch it i believe yeah, he has a channel. Well, channel well i don't know about right now finish watching the podcast first and then you can watch it. <laughs> right there you go good call black good right, call right. like that right. uh yeah he has a youtube channel which he just made and it's it's has over 155,000 subscribers on it already 
And this guy has just been dropping videos on the daily. You know, he oh, called yeah. Matt, Matt Barnes, Becky with the good head. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. Oh, yeah. I, I cracked up every time he says every that. Every time he says it. Oh. He, uh, he called Steven Jackson a fake-ass gangster. You know, uh, oh, a fake thug activist. A fake thug activist. Uh, he called uh, he called Stephen A. Smith a lot of stuff. You know, yeah, he had um, a lot of names for Stephen A. Smith. A, lot, a of lot, names. lot of different ones. A lot of names. I don't even want to repeat on this show because yeah, know. right. Me either. You're gonna have to go on his YouTube channel and look, at, watch the videos and yeah, find yeah. that out. But um, I mean, I know you guys have seen it. What What are your thoughts on it? Uh, does Kwame Brown have a reason to be doing what he's doing right now? Um, he actually went on Charlemagne and he unearthed this situation with Charlemagne. Breakfast Club. Yes. Did you see that one? The whole yes. Breakfast Club. He went straight at their necks. Vlad, are you aware of what we're talking about? Yeah. Okay, good, uh, good, okay, good. I'm glad uh, you're right. this, Vlad. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're here. So Charlemagne reported on it on their rumor report segment and uh, he actually brought up the fact that his father, uh, you know, had an unfortunate mishap with a woman and he ended up serving life in prison. And um, his brother is doing life in prison as well. And Kwame Brown went crazy on him. Hey, he really went there, John. Huh? Uh, Jeez. He man, you know, he, Ooh, he, he served them up. Mom was cooking, wow. you know, like he keeps saying he was sprinkling. <laughs> he was sprinkling that seasoning. You know, on these guys, uh, like he says on <laughs> Kwame Brown. <laughs> um, does does oh, Kwame man. Brown have a point in what he's doing? And uh, what do you guys think about you know all the smoke podcasts and Stephen A. Smith, uh, the Breakfast Club? Ever since this stuff has started coming out, because I feel like he's exposing a lot of people and what they've been up to and what they're doing, and mm-hmm. I feel like he's opened my eyes to a lot of shit. You know that I I was consuming, and I want to know what you guys think about it. I mean, I don't know. I just think that I understand the position that he's in because he's been the butt of every joke for his whole career. Um, and he talked about some of the pressure that he put, he was put in he was put in as an 18 year old. Um, you know, being drafted in the NBA and how much pressure was put on him and how they treated him at the wizard and how that affected him. And I understand all that. Um, I understand all that. It's unfortunate. It's not, that shit could fuck you up. You know what I mean? The fact that he's there right now, he's doing good and he's not, you know, he could be doing bad. Like after, after something like that, you could be like, you could, you could go, go into depression and just not be, you know what I mean? So the, a lot could come with that. But at the same time, I'm like, you know, the, the media, the, the media is going to, the media is going to say whatever they think of a situation. And I think, unfortunately, some guys end up being the butt of the joke. I mean, if you take, if you take for example, Javel McGee, right? Javel McGee, for a long time, he was the butt of every joke uh, because of Shaq. And he Shaq had to, the fool, yeah. Yeah, and he had to, he had to confront Shaq um, so that that could stop, you know what I'm trying to say? And he was trying, and he was, he was even saying that, because of the, all the jokes that are being made about him, there's certain contracts he couldn't get. You know what I mean? That was like taking money out of his pocket. So I definitely understand what Kwame is going through and that how the, the, the way the media portray him has affected his life. And you know what I mean? So His money. 
Yeah, yeah, but it's 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 yeah. a double, it's a double edged sword because we look to the media to hear what those guys are saying, um, but at the same time, the media can definitely affect those guys' lives. Um, I I think Kwame has all the right to be exploding on everybody. He's been quiet for a long time. Um, you know, anybody that's quiet for a long time, you know, they have a lot to say. They have a lot. They've been they, gathering a lot of info. Yeah. They've yes. Been absolutely. Dead. They've been keeping a lot on their mind and a lot on their thoughts. Um, I, I, I do think it's a lesson for the media, honestly. I think um, no matter how much you think a guy suck, I think I think there's a level of human nature that needs to be put in media as far as like the way we talk about other people. Um, if we're talking basketball, let's talk basketball and talk, okay, this guy might not be able to play basketball as well as um, the other superstars, but let's not, let's not like, you know, I mean, attack the guy's life and who he is and, um, and destroy who he is and affect the way, affect his money, his family, you know what I mean? I think it's almost, it's, it's, it, there's a little bit of bullying. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. I think, I think there's a fine line and I think this is a lesson for all media platforms, including us. Mm-hmm. I know we make fun of Kyrie all the time. Kyrie might be coming for us. For real, for real. He's fucking, he's <laughs> fucking pro fans. Everybody does, everybody <laughs> does that. And you know, Kyrie does like stupid things or yeah, things but that's, that, it doesn't, know, ma- it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We it don't doesn't know what matter, he's going through. Like, all right. Did you learn so. anything? Did you learn anything from Kwame? It doesn't matter because it's like, it's like no matter like if 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 Kyrie's always getting you know attacked or you know somebody's always trying to say something about him, eventually you know what I mean like he might come out and just start calling people out because he feels that he was going through this, he was going through that, he was trying to do this, he was trying to do that. Anyways, my point is there's a lesson there for all media platforms on how we treat people and how we talk about people. Um, let's be let's be. How we talk about Nikhil Harry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but that's football, though. God, what do you mean? So, what do you mean? All right, so when we talk about Nikhil Harry, we talk about football and how much he sucks and how trash he is. We don't talk about anything outside of football. Like we're here, we're here to critique and to give our opinions and our thoughts on what these guys do during the game and while they're on the field and on the court. So it, 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 we don't talk about Nikhil Harry's life, you know, and, you know, and stuff like that outside of football. I keep it strictly football with Nikhil Harry. So Stop I just want to make bust. that very clear with, Stop for calling everybody him a that's bust. listening to this podcast. Stop calling him. He is a bust, though. He is. <laughs> But at least we're talking football, and I get what you're saying, like that we shouldn't personally attack, you know, someone's life outside of the, you know, the, you know, the sport that they play, which I definitely agree with. Because as a man, you shouldn't be doing that to another man. You shouldn't be talking <laughs> down about another man's life, and you know, and, and trying to talk, you know, trash about his own personal. Life because everybody goes through different shit in their life. Yeah, no, nah, I hear you, baby. But there's not there's nothing wrong with you know holding guys accountable and criticizing guys for their play and their performance. You know during the game and and, and stuff. That's what the media is supposed to do. Like that's their job. That's what they get paid the big right. bucks Criticize for. Criticize the analytics. Right, right. With what you see during the game, like that—that—that's the whole point of the media and and their their main, 
you know, job, um, you know, objective in, in description. So uh, I think with this case, with Kwame Brown, I can, you know, definitely, you know, understand it from his perspective because these guys have been, you know, coming at his neck for years. Uh, and I feel like, he, you know, just got to a point where he just got sick and tired of, you know, hearing all these guys coming at him and, you know, and, and you know how to defend himself because every man and every person has the right to defend themselves if, you know, there's someone's coming after them and they feel like someone's, you know, talking about them and has their name in their mouth in a way that they shouldn't have, you know what I'm saying, be talking to them and have um, their name in, in their mouth. And I think that was certainly the case in this, you know, situation. And um, I certainly think, you know, he's really, like you said, John brought some, you know, quite a few things, um, you know, into light, uh, you know, in, in regards to, you know, how the media, um, you know, treats, you know what I'm saying, uh, plays and, and treats, you know, people. Um, you know, we definitely, you know, since we're, you know, we're now part of the media, since, you know, we, you know, been doing this podcast uh, for the last, you know, more than a year, I think, you know, we definitely have to be, you know, a, a, aware of that, of, you know, how we, you know, talk about, you know, the, the, these guys and stuff and make sure, we, you know, keep it, you know, about sports and nothing else because I think that's where it got to a point where he's like, all right, I've just had enough of your shit. Like, now I'm about to come after, every, you know, each after each and every one of y'all and show y'all no mercy and hold nothing back. And, you know, and that's why he's, you know, gone off because he's sick and tired of people continuously bringing, you know, it up the same things over and over again when it's been years since he's been in the NBA and he's been retired for a while and has been playing in the league for, you know, for a while now. So it's like, why, well, why is that relevant? Why are we still talking about it? Why are we still discussing it when I've been out the league, you know, for years and I've moved on from that part of my life and, you know, I'm, you know, on to something else. I'm on to another chapter, um, you know, of, of my life. So why can't, you know, we all just leave that behind us and move forward, you know what I'm saying, as grown adults, as grown men and grown women, like, in the, like we're supposed to, and keep it moving and keep it pushing. And so I definitely see, you know, see, see this situation from that perspective. Um, and But it's been great, great entertainment, though, because I've been locked in on most of, you know, or pretty much all of the, you know, videos that he's been saying and been, they've given me some great laughs and, uh, you know, it, it, it's a great, you know, in, enjoyment. So I've, I'm definitely loving the, you know, YouTube videos that he's been putting out. He subscribed to the channel, so every time he drops one, I get um, on there. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, that's pretty much what I have to say in regards to this Kwame Brown situation. Um you know, it's, you know, definitely been an interesting one, to say the least. But, you know, definitely there's both, you know, things that, you know, we can learn from both sides of the spectrum, um, you know, when it comes to the media and uh, and Kwame Brown. Yeah, I think I've had, a, I've had a lot of fun, you know, watching uh, Kwame Brown. I, I've had a lot of fun with how he's saying things. Yeah, uh, me too. How he, he's calling them all sorts of funny names, all sorts of derogatory uh, uh, terms and stuff like that. And I think it's just different because we don't really see people talk like that so much, especially with with uh, guys in that kind of um, 
I don't know, uh, with, with guys in such high places, right? Um, you don't really see people criticizing those guys so much. And um, I think for me, I, I was happy that he came out and, you know, stood up for himself. Um, I think I, I just uh, I just really appreciated, like, the deeper meaning of stuff that he was talking about. You know what I'm saying? He said that Stephen A. Smith went to colleges and was telling kids why they shouldn't go, you know, play in the NBA, you know. Um, but he didn't tell them the fact that he's a kid coming from a high school that's getting paid more than a year than those people would see in a lifetime. He said these people, you know, they focused on the negativity instead of telling kids that they can do it. You know what I'm saying? He questioned the fact that, you know, these guys um, – toured around in colleges discouraging kids to go straight into the NBA when, you know, him and other people did. And um, he knew that other kids following him would actually get to come into the NBA and change their families' lives, right? He talked about how he bought his mother a house at 18 years old, that there's a lot of guys at 18 years old, they're sleeping on their mother's couches. You know what I'm saying? He talked right. about real, real life stuff, and um, he talked about how the media is so negative when it comes to a lot of things. And I appreciated the point he made about Deshaun Jackson and Deshaun Watson and how he's on the news all the time about this alleged stuff. And um, the kid that actually beat up the black girl in Seattle, we don't even know his name. I don't even know his name. Do you guys remember his name? We reported on it, but I don't remember his name because they spent so little time actually on that, that guy. And it, it opened my eyes to like, what the media is doing, you know. Um, he talked about how he's a bust, but Brian Scalabrini is the white mamba. What the fuck did guy Brian Scalabrini <laughs> do in the league? Oh, man, really kind of come out Scal like that, huh? No, no, no. I mean, we love Scal, but what the fuck did he ever do in this league? Well, it's, it's, just, it's just different expectations, though. Different expectations. Different, different expectations, but right, the, point the, still, one pick the, the point still stands. Drafted. The point still stands, you know what I'm saying? Like, Adam Morrison was drafted high. He, They don't really – they never talk about him. We don't even know what this guy's doing right now. You know, know what, what I'm saying? So, he, he's announcing games for Gonzaga. Look for, at that. For Gonzaga college basketball. You know what I'm saying? And the only way I knew that was because of this past March Madness when Gonzaga made the national championship. Right. And, right. Um, yeah, and, and, and lost to Baylor. Yeah, so for me, I just appreciated, like, these, his deeper points – you know, into what's really going on and how, you know, the media attacks certain groups and, um, you know, uh, talking about, you know, how they attack a lot of black men, you know, especially, you know, in high places and things like that. And um, it, it made me think a lot, you know, um, I don't want to spend too much more time on it, but if you get a chance, go, you know, check out Kwame Brown and some of the stuff he's saying, you oh. know, and it's really like, those quiet guys, those are guys you really don't want to mess with. Cause those are the most they, dangerous one. You know, the um, quiet, the quiet people definitely the most dangerous you know, and the, most, I mean, the ones you should fear the most. The Breakfast Club, that's not even about sports. I think might get canceled after after all this stuff that's coming out. Like right, I don't know right. if you guys it's, know, I would be I'd be surprised if they're still you know, able to do shows after this. Right, the stuff about Charlemagne, the person that's involved in that case, their parent actually came out, and you know, it's a whole thing now, and people might get canceled, and you know, like all the smoke podcasts, you know. Steven Jackson came out and said he was nothing. Like, you're just a bust. And he's like, look at how you talk about a man. You know what I'm saying? And to me, it's like, whoa, man, you're getting into some deep stuff. 
that is going to cause some people to lose some money, man. He talked about the fact that him and DeAndre Jordan had similar stats, and DeAndre Jordan got a $60 million contract, and he got a $7 million contract, based on what the media was saying about him, which to me is like eye-opener, man. You know, yeah, no, so, it's telling. It, it's, it's definitely, you know, that, that says a lot, to say yeah. the least. I think just one thing I, I really didn't like about um, – Kwame Brown was saying was how he was attacking Matt Barnes's personal life. Oh, I loved it. But I loved we, it. We, we just said that we shouldn't be criticizing another man's personal life. Well, right, but if you're gonna <laughs> you know, if stuff you, like you know, and, so like, I see like, you haven't been right. watching, you know, because he said, "Hey, I gave you guys the chance to talk to me on the phone, and all you had to do was apologize." And they brought his family situation into this stuff, a person they work with. So now you got to destroy him. And I, listen, I don't blame him for anything he's saying. And, um, you know, Matt Barnes, that shit is funny to me. And it's like, you should pr probably shut up. You know what I'm saying? Because, yeah, you know, the right, stuff you're right. saying. <laughs> like, exactly. If I were you, I would issue an apology and please move on from this because you're getting destroyed both y'all getting destroyed and right they you should know, announce it on their podcast on all the smoke podcasts. you know like, like we should have never real. said your name like take your l and move on because if you don't this guy's gonna keep exposing stuff and you know talking to you and making you look terrible so um i hope their shows can survive after this because i stuff... think all the smoke podcast is good but definitely <laughs> breakfast club yeah I right, think right. Days they're good but they're gonna lose a lot of fans you know, because of this situation right here. Um, we, we can't really say any more about Kwame Brown because, you know, we could talk forever about him. Yeah, we uh, said it all pretty much. NBA playoff picture, man. Um, you know, we, we should have talked about this a long time ago. Number uh, Milwaukee faces Miami. Number three, Milwaukee faces number six, Miami. Number three, uh, number 176 faces that number eight, Wizards. Uh, number four, New York Knicks faces Atlanta. Uh Number two, Brooklyn first faces the Celtics. In the West, Utah Jazz versus the Grizzlies. Number one, Utah Jazz versus the number eight, um, Grizzlies. Uh, number three, Denver Nuggets versus number six, Portland. Number two, Phoenix versus number seven, Lakers. So right now, Milwaukee is leading the uh, series. Well, what do you call it? The playoff? Yeah, playoff series. series you right? said that right. They, yeah, they're leading right. the series uh, one zip. Uh, they won in overtime over over Miami, and the Clippers are one zip over. I mean, no, the Mavs, the Mavs are one, yeah, are one Mavs, zip yep. over number three Clippers, who are avoiding uh, the Lakers. No, that's and, the four um, five matchup. Yes, four, yes, yes. The four five matchup is the Clippers and the Mavs, and the three six is the Portland and um, the Nuggets. That's right. That's right. That's the four five. Um, Clippers versus the Mavericks. Mavs beat them one zip. Um, which was very surprising, and all the rest of the games are should be happening on Sunday. So uh, we'll update Wizards, you guys. The Wizards um, lost to the 76ers, so the 76ers are leading that series 1-0. Um, mm -hmm. The Lakers are playing the Suns right now. Um, as we are recording, um, the Suns are, Suns are up by four. Are leading the Lakers. Mm -hmm. uh, so, I mean, the playoffs is starting off like it should, you know, with, with the seedings, except for uh, the Clippers. Uh, so... The the Celtics lost their 0-1, right, um, from the Brooklyn Nets, right? Yep. Um, Robert Williams played, and he scored 11 points and got nine rebounds, right? Or, no, no, he got 11 rebounds, 11 points, 
Um, I forgot no, how many you rebounds. You said it right. Nine rebounds and nine blocks. Nine blocks. That's what I was thinking. Um, right, right. He had a bu- you know, block party last night. Y'all right. seen his block party? But they still lost. Yeah, you know. still got the L, though. They yep. still lost. Uh, we didn't have the firepower that we need uh, for the series, uh, especially yep. with, with Jalen Brown. Can we take a game from these guys? Yeah, we can definitely take a game. I mean, if you look at that game one, um, we played really good defense in the first half of that game. Um, and guys were executing on offense. I think if we can keep doing that, if we can play the same defense that we played on that first half, um, we can definitely still, I think we can still, not even, not just one game. I think we can even still two games. Two? On these guys. I think so. I think so. I don't think, I, I don't think, I don't think we're getting swept. Hey, now I couldn't disagree with that more, Vlad. With all due respect, I hear what you're saying, and you know, I re- you know, respect, you know, your, you know, your your, your point on that. But yeah, th- 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 this is as clear, crystal clear cut of a sweep as I've seen in the NBA playoffs in years. Like the Celtics, just they're not good enough to beat these guys, and and I get that they competed and they played hard and. Uh, you know, and and they had good effort and, and stuff, and you know I appreciate that. I, I'm glad that they finally, uh, you know, you know, show that they can, you know, play hard for a long, you know, stretch during the game. But I mean, at the end of the day, I don't really think it matters, guys, because Brooklyn's just too superior and you know has too much, you know, talent and and, and it's just so far ahead of us that. It, 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 it's just not even fair, I think. Like, Brooklyn didn't even have played their best game. I thought they played well, and they still beat us by 11. So I, I just really don't see really this being much of a series. The Celtics Jones don't have enough. Like, I don't think, like, for them to actually have a series that is competitive, JT, Jason Tatum, and Kimball Walker need to do much better than what they did last night because that, that's not going to cut it. This series might even end in three if they play like that, let, 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 let alone four. Like, like, like that's, that's not acceptable for your top two players against a Brooklyn Nets team, you know, a high-powered, you know, Brooklyn Nets team to, you know, show up, at, well, not show up, show up really and, and not be, you know, effective and have really much impact on the game. Um, but as far as the other guys, they actually didn't do too bad, so... I really don't think, as much as I hate to say it, I'd like for it to, uh, you know, a, a competitive series because, uh, you know, you know I'm a group of the Celtics and I want to them at least compete and, uh, and play hard and actually, you know, keep it close and not get embarrassed. But I just don't think that this team, you know, e- even with Jalen Brown, I don't think this team just has enough to keep up with the Brooklyn Nets. It's really that simple. I think you guys are going to be surprised. I think I think JT will definitely have one of those games where he goes off. Even um, if he does, it's not enough. I'm, not it, enough. I, I'm telling you, I think it will be enough. I think if you look at the how they played last night, um, in that first half, JT definitely was scoring. And in that second half, he definitely slowed down. I think if he can keep that up, I think that game would have been a lot closer. Um I definitely think, and I also know the Brooklyn Nets are their firepower team, but they definitely they definitely can can have their off nights. Um, so I I I I definitely think we can still at least one game, at least one. Their off yeah. nights are better than our good nights. That that's yeah. the problem. Yeah, I, the I'm issue. just I just think we're definitely going to see at least one I game. I think the question was if we can win one game, and I I I think I I side with Vlad at least one game. Um, 
I think yeah, I you know think what so, Barry guys. was saying was I really right. Don't. Well, I mean, we heard you, Barry. (laughs) That doesn't mean we're not going to win one, you know. Um, I think we can win one, um, at least one, Um, if not more. I mean, the fact of the matter is, though, we haven't beaten them all year. So right now, I don't see where that's coming from, you know. But I think if they play a good game, like the first half was a good good half, you know what I'm saying? Granted, uh, the Nets were missing all types of threes in the first half. You know, and then they heat it up in, in, in the second half. But um, this is a team that's not, not that great defensively either. So I think, you know, definitely if if Jason Tatum doesn't disappear in the second half and, and you know, Kemba Walker doesn't score, what did he score, 13 points, I believe? Um, I think 15. I think that was it. Um, yeah, I think, that's all. You know. 5-15-16 shooting. Right. What do we, we do know this game? Player. Are you saying um, Jason Tatum's not a max player? No, I'm talking about Kemba Walker. Oh, Kemba Walker? JT. Hey, listen, man. Um, Kemba Walker's been off all season. I don't think there's been a consistent performance time all season for Kemba. You know, he has a game good and then a game off. I think he played the, the last two games he's played, you know, uh, before before the plane were, like, the best games he's played all season. You know what I'm saying? I think he dropped, like, 32 points in one of those games. So um, that was the best he's played all season. But um, I think we can definitely win one. I don't think we're going to win the not going to win the series. Like, you know, something catastrophic not. really of has to happen. They'll be lucky if they win a game. They'll be even lucky. Right. But I think they can win a game. Uh, yeah, you know, we'll, with everything. about that. We'll see. We'll right. See. With the, right, Barry. With everything that's going on, um, what do you guys have your predictions for the first round? Right. So we got Milwaukee versus Miami. Who, who takes this series? Um, I got... Um, wow. I, I really like Miami. Um, I'm, um, I, I'm more of a fan of, I'm more of a fan of Miami than, than I am a fan of Milwaukee. Uh, I do think Milwaukee has what it takes to get rid of Miami, but I'm going to pick. Mm. Barry, who you got? Milwaukee or Miami? Milwaukee. Okay. Milwaukee right. in six. Cool. All right. Now we got Clippers versus Maverick. Who we got here? Clippers, I mean, Mavericks, uh, 1-0 right now. Well, yeah. I didn't even pick. I didn't even pick. Um, I think Miami too, just because Jimmy Butler had a terrible game yesterday and they still had to win that thing in overtime. And um they did it last yeah, year. He was four so, for twenty two. That was insane. They did he it really last shot year. The ball that bad. So uh I think they got grit and they got everything to be able to beat Milwaukee. And I still don't believe in Mike Bullnow. So Miami. Oh yeah, um, I don't believe in that guy. Of course, <laughs> nobody believes in that guy. Right, right. Clippers, exactly. the most overrated head coach in the league. Hands Clippers down. versus Mavericks. Vlad, um, I'm gonna take the Clippers. Mm. Barry, Clippers. This series will be a lot closer th- 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 than you think. I wouldn't mm. be surprised if they push this to seven, but I'll say Clippers in six. I'm gonna say Clippers as well, um, just because the Mavs don't really stay healthy. Uh, but I'm se- concerned about the Clippers though. They need to get it together. Yeah, yeah. Seventy sixes versus the Wizards. Sixers. Yeah, I'll say Sixers and uh and five games. I think the Wizards will get one. Sixers I and five. See, I see Sixers sweet. Uh New York Knicks versus Atlanta. Knicks. Say the Knicks and five. New York Knicks. I say Knicks too. Uh <laughs> Utah Jazz versus uh the Grizzlies. Um Utah. Yep, Utah as well. Utah and five. Yeah, Utah. Uh for me. Um okay. Nuggets versus Portland. Number three, Nuggets versus number six, Portland. Who we got? Portland. Yeah, I'd agree with that. The Portland Trailblazers. 
Oh, they're going to beat your MVP, Barry? Yep, that's right. They sure are. They don't have Jamal Murray. So, uh, unfortunately, their MVP is going to go down in the first round, uh, uh, unfortunately. But I think, I think definitely Portland's a much better team and uh, will win this series. I'll say, I'll say Denver for this one. Uh, really? Yeah. Okay. Phoenix versus Lakers. That's a hard one. Is it? Yeah, is it really? Well, you, you guys I know who pick. I'm picking. You know who, who you're you? picking, Blood? The Lakers better win that. Phoenix Suns in seven games. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to take the Lakers just because LeBron hasn't lost in the first round his whole career. I, I don't believe. So I'm, I'm going to take that. And then lastly, Brooklyn Nets versus the Celtics. <laughs> <laughs> Why you do that, man? Uh, I don't know. Sorry, guys. I'm sorry. It was I, just a natural reaction. I texted my boy last night. Last night I told him Celtics. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think the Nets will will be that. Are they sweeping? No, I told you. Okay, just making sure now. Just making sure. Yeah, you already know how I feel. Nets are sweeping. Yeah, sweep, sweep, I'm, sweep, sweep. I'm 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 hoping Celtics shock the world, but I'm gonna take the Nets. All right. That's that. <laughs> you thought I was gonna pick the Celtics? No, I'm gonna pick the Nets, man. And um, the Celtics. Um, their next game is on Tuesday, right? May May twenty fifth. Yep, Tuesday, May twenty fifth at seven thirty. Yeah, twenty fifth. Yeah, that. Why? Why is it two two days in between? I don't know. They're trying to stretch out this series. I, I noticed to... that the way they made the schedule, they're trying to stretch it out and right. make the series longer. So than so it should be. The second game is Tuesday the twenty fifth, and then the third game is. Friday the 28th. Like, that's two days in between each it's, time. It's for Kimba's knee. Ah. ah. Okay. Right, that's that makes is. sense. And also the Bruins, too. I mean, yeah. But the, the, they the, never the, cared the, about that before. Well, I'm saying that they have to they have the schedules match up. Hmm. They have to make sure that, you know, they're both, you know what I'm saying, that they have their own days at home. Okay. We'll see. Um, but, yeah, man, so that, that's the schedule. But I don't schedule. think it'll make much of a difference anyway since we're getting swept, so. The, ne the, <laughs> the next games are Tuesday and Friday. We'll we'll update you guys on the next part, of course. Uh, hopefully, we're still we're still in this thing, right? Hopefully. Yeah, um, hopefully. Uh, we're going to pivot. And pray. We're going to pivot into the NFL, man. You know, uh, Tim Tebow officially signed with the Jacksonville Jaguars for the veteran minimum and will oh, attempt man. to make the team. Yeah. At tight end, we're not even going to talk about him because we talk about him yeah, enough we on the show. Last week. Right, right. Uh, I'm not going to waste my time. A real football player, a bigger name, Julio Jones, uh, is reported reportedly on the Falcons' trading block, and several teams have expressed interest, including the Patriots, Ravens, Titans, and several more teams. Uh, Joe Burrow has been cleared to get back on the field. His knee surgeon says he is all systems go. Uh, Eric Fisher signed with the Colts, right? Um, and that's it on the on the news for for the for the NFL. But uh, Julio Jones in a Patriots uniform. It came out that uh, he would like to play with Cam Newton. And as of yesterday, it was rumored that the Patriots were working on a trade. I just don't understand why. Were you oh, saying yeah, me Cam either. Newton sucks? Me, me either. Why would I, I? I really it doesn't make sense to me. I, what if I, what if that's his boy? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Who cares? Like what? Even if they're boys, like. Have you watched Cam Newton play in the last, like, couple years in the last times that he's played on a football field? Like, have you seen the tape? Like, come on, bro. What are you watching? 
Yeah, I'm really, I'm really surprised by this news. I mean, it's exciting. As it's a, exciting. As a Patriots fan, if it happens, I'll be excited for it. Um, have a deep threat like that on the field, it will be amazing. Um, I think it'll be amazing for Kim, but it also will be amazing for the rookie. You know what I mean? So um, Jones, I, I just, I just don't, don't understand why. I just, I don't understand why. Like, if I'm a receiver right now, there's nothing about New England that's telling me let's go to. New mm, not even the, the rookie. No, the rookie is the rookie. Like I don't know what he's gonna. That makes. Like if if somebody was here, I would I would a hundred percent understand. But on the case. <laughs> yeah, I don't get why this is happening either. I don't know why Julio Jones wants to come here. I mean, I'm glad as a Patriots fan that he wants to come here. But I, I mean, we don't really have a quarterback as of right now. Um, uh, you know that can actually throw the football, you know, accurately and effectively well. Um, and, and it just wouldn't be, you know, a good fit. I don't see this being a good fit in, uh, you know, our offense. I don't think it makes much sense for him to come here. There's other places that he could go to that would definitely, um, you know, be much better options for him to go to that he'll be much more successful I mean, have a better fit and better role. So it, as much as I hate to say it, like, yeah, he shouldn't come here. Like, just, just don't do it. And, go somewhere else. Like, he should leave Atlanta, but, yeah, don't leave Atlanta and come to the Patriots. And that trade um, blasphemy, proposal, that, that trade, oh, please. Uh, how that how trade are you going to tell Julio Jones you're going to advise him not to come to the Patriots? Aren't you a Patriots fan? Because we don't fan? have a quarterback, John. We don't have a quarterback that so can why, throw the football you want, down the field accurately and effectively. A marquee That's why player. I don't want him here. Why would you like, want a marquee a player to sign somewhere absolutely. else? Absolutely, absolutely. If we had a better quarterback, so you don't want the best like, don't players do on this that team. To that man's career. What? Don't do that to that man's career. You're gonna go to a so place you, that you doesn't tell, have a quarterback you would tell, and a guy that can't throw the football. So you would tell a good football player to sign somewhere else other than the Patriots because the Patriots, yes, because you don't like the quarterback. Fit. It's a better fit. And they because have you a don't like the quarterback, quarterback that can throw him the football. I want so him to go somewhere that can, he can do well, and that the quarterback that can actually get him the football so and that can throw it to him accurately. What, what, what is wrong with that, John? For, what is wrong with because, that? Because you're advocating for a player that's really good that, at his position and a position that we actually else, really need. Fit here. It won't I don't work agree out with here. that. I don't agree with Unless that. Unless if Mac Jones is starting. It won't work out. We don't here. know what we don't know what Cam Newton's gonna look Matt like Jones, next year. Matt Jones is starting cool, but I don't think he's gonna be starting right away. How do we know that? I don't think. I, that, that's my opinion. I don't believe that he's gonna start immediately. It's gonna Bel- take a whole lot for a rookie quarterback to start, and Belichick doesn't like playing rookies like that. Unless if there's no other option, and he absolutely has to play him, and that is given no choice but to play him, and Kraft forces him to play him and puts his job on the line or something. So I think that, yes, Julio Jones should go somewhere else. I don't think New England's a good place for him to go, John. I don't see I'll, an issue I'll, with me saying that. New England's I'll never not a agree good place for him for a to go. I don't think player. it's a good fit. I'll never agree for a top-tier player to not come to New England because we don't know what happens next offseason. 
We don't know if we get if we trade for a quarterback or Mac Jones. We don't know what he's gonna be. We don't know the plan. So like, why would I tell a top? Well, do we even have a plan? Why would, yes, we do. do we, even have we got a, plan? a quarterback in the draft who's supposed okay, to be the now future. Let's see if he can develop. Let's okay. see if he can develop. What would it, would it be easier for him to develop if we had a Julio Jones? Yeah, but that that still doesn't mean that he's gonna develop. It may be easier, but still, we we don't know if the guy's gonna be any good. So basically, go ahead, Vlad. I think Barry's crazy because <laughs> like as what? a as a y'all can call me crazy or whatever, but I don't a, think it, it, I don't think he should be here. He I don't think he should want to come here. Y'all can say whatever y'all want. Go ahead, Vlad. Well, well, this is a podcast, so you either gonna let us talk or you just gonna talk the whole time. So he, as a Patriots fan, I just there's no way I'm gonna tell a great player not to come here. Like I. If he comes here, hopefully he makes the team better. I I, I understand. I definitely don't I get understand what why. you're saying. I, I yeah, exactly. I understand what you're saying. But as a Patriots fan, there's no way I'm going to tell the player not to come here. If he comes here, maybe he makes the team better. Maybe he makes Kim Newton better. Maybe he makes Mike Jones better. But I'm going to take that chance on my team. It's the team I root for. There's no way I'm going to be like, go somewhere else. If he, I, I don't think he should come here. But if he comes here, shit, let's make it work. I would love for him to come yeah. here. Like Cam yeah, I'm being unbiased and I'm being blunt and being candid. And yeah. that's from an unbiased perspective. Well, I'm not. As a fan, I would never tell Julio yeah. Jones not to come here. Like, there's even no if way. the – like, there's, there's just no even way I'm when, telling him. We have a shitty quarterback situation. Listen, all he's I a, mean – he, He's a grown man in the NFL. If he chooses to come to New England for whatever that reason may be, and he knows good, what the – Good luck to him. And he, he knows what the, there, Good luck. He knows what the quarterback is. I'm going to accept him with open arms. Listen, all I'm saying is I would never advocate for a good player to not come to, to New England. That's you know, he, 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 you know what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. I get exactly what you're saying. Like, we don't have the best quarterback. But we just drafted one who, like, to make it easier on the guy, like, look at, look at a Tom Brady when he first started in 2001, 2002. He didn't have the best arm, but he could actually, you know, complete some passes. We had some good receivers that were able to help him out. If we have that, we have, we, we already have Julio Jones who, who picks up. I mean, Julio, I mean, Matt Jones, who picks up the playbook, you know, fast as he can, and he actually makes it on the field. Why wouldn't I want a top guy to actually help him develop in this league? So that's where I'm coming from. Any, any more thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I just think that. Yeah, I just think that he's, you know, as great as Julio Jones is, I think the best years are behind him. And I think he's on the decline. He's past his prime. He's getting older, um, starting to, you know, get, you know, accumulate more injuries. So, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not sure if it work out here if he do comes. If he comes here, great. But, I mean, I wish him the best of luck. But I just don't really think it's the, you know, I think that there's better options on the table for him than New England. That's all I'm saying. So if Julio comes, you getting a jersey? Will I get his jersey? Yeah. <laughs> I, I consider it. I, 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 <laughs> I'd probably get someone else's jersey, but, you know, because I'm not really getting – I'm not really big on getting wide receiver jerseys, but I'd probably get someone else's jersey. Does he take Julian Edelman's 11? Do, <laughs> does Julian Edelman step aside and tell him he can wear his jersey? Well, Jandleman doesn't play here anymore. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, he's probably not going to get his number retired, so I guess he's going to take that. Well, you know, go ahead, Black. Do the pictures have retired numbers? Uh, I don't know. I don't they have, they they have a few retired numbers. They have a few retired numbers. Um, 
Yeah, but John Hanna's retired. John Hanna's definitely um, retired. Steve Nelson's retired. Andre Tippett's retired. Yeah, so the numbers. The, the numbers the are numbers retired. Are, yeah, the numbers. Yep, that's right. Mm -hmm. Correct. Yes, uh, sir. And more Patriots news. Uh, they they signed backup Brian Hoyer. Uh, Patriots are now. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe Brian Hoyer could get the ball to Julio Jones. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh man! Oh boy, that's a good one, John. That's a good one. That's that's hilarious. Oh, uh, Patriots now have a ninety-man roster, so you know a lot of people were wondering why they didn't sign enough guys. Well, now he signed. They've signed 90, 90 guys. Um, does it make sense for Brian Hoyer to be back here? Um, and what do you guys think that means for the quarterbacks uh, that are on the roster currently? Well, it means it means it means that Stidham is out. That's what that's basically what it means. It means that Jones is gonna be um, coached by Hoyer and getting the playbook done by Hoyer, and Cam is gonna be the starter, and um, Stidham can see his way out. Yeah, I really don't get and understand why they signed Brian Hoyer to um to a contract. I mean if they want I get they want him to be a mentor and teach and help uh Mac Jones develop, but if that's the case, then why don't you just sign him as a quarterback coach? Because they don't have a quarterback coach on the coaching staff as of right now. So like they're like really wasting a roster spot. Um, you know, just to sign a guy that, you know, is going to be a you know, a coach and a mentor and actually dressed during games but not even gonna sniff the playing field the, the, the like they, they should just have him as a coach and have him coach uh you know Matt Jones and, and help him out um you know to, to get ready to play um you know when this time comes so I, I really don't get this signing and because I don't know why all the three quarterbacks that were here last year are back it really doesn't make sense uh to me we had the worst quarterback room in the NFL last year and yet again we brought all those guys back for what reason? I don't know. But, yeah, I definitely don't agree with with, with, with this signing. But, you know, I who think, am I? Um, so we'll see what happens. I think I've heard the, the quarterback's coach argument. Um, I think I think they signed him to be a backup. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, you, you don't know what's going to happen with Cam Newton, right? Let's say Mac Jones comes in and he actually kills it, you know, and he, now he has to start. Does Cam Newton want to be a backup? No, he wants to be a starter. You know what I'm saying? Can you imagine him not like, yo, I'm not trying to be a backup here. I, I need to go somewhere I can play. Then you'd have to send Newton, um, Cam Newton somewhere, right? Jared Stidham, he doesn't want to be a backup. He wants to get in games, right? And um, apparently the Texans have interest in him. If you can get something for Jared Stidham, you know, Mac Jones come, comes in and absorbs the playbook and he's doing the same thing he was doing in college. Stidham gets traded. You still need a backup. So I think, um, I think there's more more to this than you know we know since we're on the outside looking in i think bill belichick is much smarter than us we don't know what what plans they got going on cam newton did sign for backup money you know what i'm saying so and they did pick a a, a quarterback in the first round of the draft so um is it too far-fetched to see that guy coming in you know if cam newton gets injured i, I don't think it's far-fetched so um i think they brought him in as a backup i think stidham and um and Cam Newton definitely got to be on their P's and Q's because now if you're if you're Cam Newton, you got to be lights out, right? If you're not lights out and Mac Jones comes in and does a good job, you're getting taken out of the game, buddy, especially yep. if he understands the playbook more than you, you know? And um, right now, Cam Newton's only been in this, in this, uh, in this offense 
less than a year, right? And I don't think he knows in everything about the playbook, which he doesn't seem like he's that kind of quarterback that, like, uses the brain and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? He's not the intellectual quarterback. He's more right, of a, right, you know, right, high he, IQ. Yep. he, you know, he wings it. He's out there, you know, beating you mano and mano. He's a, he's a man out there. You know what I'm saying? He's trying to run people over. So um, I think if Mac Jones comes in and he absorbs the playbook, like they've been reporting that he can do, I think Cam Newton's in big trouble. And he, shoot, out of camp, he could be cut just so he doesn't have pressure over Mac Jones if they think he's the guy. You know what I'm saying? Can you imagine mm-hmm. being Mac Jones and Cam Newton sitting right there every time you get off the field? You know, that does something. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're... You, you you tend to tense up. So like, what if he comes in and plays lights out in the in the mini camp and um you know in, in the summer in the off season and camp you know they're looking to 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 put him in as the starter is what I'm saying. So um definitely I think there's there's a um something to say about Brian Hoyer coming in and teaching Mac Jones the offense because he is the most experienced guy in the offense outside of you know McDaniel's um. And you know, get him along. And if something else happens, then he's here as a he's here as a uh, as a backup. You know, he's here as the plan because we know he knows the playbook. He might suck, but he, at least he can manage might the suck. game a little. <laughs> might suck. <laughs> at least he can manage the game a little. You know what I'm saying, Barry? Um, yeah, no, but, I, um, I, I I got you. I got you. But I just only want to see him as a backup. And yes, I thought sir. the fact that he didn't even dress and wasn't even on the active roster after that Kansas City game, which he shit on himself and, and wet the bed, I thought he was going to be gone for good because freaking Belichick didn't even want to see the guy and didn't yeah. want to put him on the 46-man um, game day rust. Yeah. Uh, so the fact that he didn't even do that, and yet he still resigned him and brought him back is just appalling to, to, to me. I'm stunned by it. Yeah. I for sure, man. Yeah, but we'll keep you guys uh, updated on what's going on with the Patriots as well as the NFL. Um, we're, you know, one more week closer to, to camp. I think camp actually starts next week on the 27th. So, the um, yeah, the mini camp starts then. We'll see a lot. We'll see a lot of news start flying. We'll know very fast who's doing what on the field. If, if right, we'll Cam Newton is doing right, exactly. if Mac Jones is killing it out there, we'll, we'll definitely talk to you guys about that. But let's pivot on to the MLB um, where we'll, we'll update you on the Red Sox. Uh, since the last pod, the Red Sox had a three-game series against the Oakland A's, and they lost the series 2-1. to one. Uh, They had a three-game series against the Angels, and they won that series 2-1. to one. Uh, Another series versus the Blue Jays, uh, they won that series 2-1. and one. Um and actually, you know, they probably had the comeback of the year uh, in that second doubleheader game against the Blue Jays. Uh, they had a three-game series versus, versus the Phillies. Uh, they won game one, 11-3. Uh, and we'll update you guys on the other games probably, you know, on our next, on our next podcast. Some of the upcoming games they got, they got a two-game series versus the Braves, uh, May 25th and 26th. They got a three-game series versus the Marlins, May 28th, 29th. 29th and the 30th. Uh, some guys that are doing really well. Uh, Martinez, Bogarts, Devers, they continue to shine. Uh, Matt Barnes, he made uh, three straight strikeouts in the doubleheader game with the Blue Jays uh, with the best comeback of the year so far um, for them. Barry, Vlad, you guys watching the Red Sox, what are you seeing? I haven't been watching the Red Sox, to be honest. I've been watching some hockey, actually. No Red Sox. No Red Sox right now. It's early on in the season, so, yeah, you know. Yeah, it is. I've been watching a little bit of the Red Sox this week. Uh, you know, they've been playing well. Uh, you know, they've been 
you know, they've been struggling a little bit, but but they're still, you know, finding ways to win games and they're still, you know, binding and grinding out at bats, you know, and making the team work for the 27 uh, outs. You know, I'm definitely seeing that some resiliency on their part, especially the game in which they scored three runs in the ninth inning to beat the Blue Jays and had the game winning a two-run home run by Victor Martinez. Uh, not Victor, J.D. Martinez. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. Um, just the, dingers. Know, just, just dingers. That's right. Yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> yep. So, yeah, he, you know, was a clutch and big-time home run for, for them. They definitely needed uh, that. And that was, um, you know, he was, I was even with two outs and, and stuff that were down to their last out of uh, the game. And, uh, you know, he came through for them in a big way. So it was definitely good to see him do that and good to see that, you know, the team's still, um, you know, finding, you know, ways to, to win games and, you know, and to, you know, fight back when they get down in a games, so which is something they didn't do last year. So hopefully they can, you know, keep this up, uh, you know, and, and continue to play well. I think the starting pitching's been okay, could be better. It was a little bit of week this week, but I'm sure – um, that they'll pick it back up and, you know, and, and get things going sooner than later. Um, but, yeah, so the Red Sox are – I'm definitely liking what I'm seeing from the Red Sox. Hopefully they can continue to play well moving forward. Yeah, man, right now they're currently the number one team in the league right now, you know, with, with 29 wins. Still, wow, that's um, good. That is yeah, still number one. Wow. They Well, they just became 21 with the win last night. You know oh, what I'm saying? Oh, okay, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, because they were so, number one last week, so I'm glad that they're still number one this week. So yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so they they uh they won the game last night, eleven, I believe, eleven to three, and then they won another one, four to three. Um, and they had doubleheader versus the Phillies. Uh, Phillies took the last game two to six, so they they've won that series, um, two to one as well. So they exactly. you know yep. they keep they keep winning, man. You know, right now they're at twenty nine wins. And they're the only – well, they're tied with the Padres right now with, with 29 wins. So, Padres are number one right now. They're number two because Padres only have 17 losses and we have 19. Uh, but nevertheless, man, you know, this is a team that most people didn't think was going to do anything this year at all, especially with, you know, with the team that we have, with the names that we have. And um, I think this is, a, you know um, – I think a lot of credit goes to Alex Cora, you know, for his managing skills, you know, for bringing guys together. Like Barry was saying, this is a team that that's been going behind a lot of times in these games. You know, we've been playing from behind a lot of times, but the team doesn't give up. And, you know, we rally somehow we win these games. So, you know, um, we'll keep you guys updated in the red hot Red Sox, man. Right. And one thing else? real quick, yeah. One thing real quick I like about Alex Cora is that he's not scared to, you know, call out guys and hold them accountable when 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 they need to be held accountable. I think that's something that I definitely like and appreciate that he does. Um, you know, with all the players on the team, and I think definitely makes them better and they respond well um, to that. So, so that's definitely one of the qualities that stick out, stand out the most about. Alex Cora to me. Yeah, that Alex Cora is the man right now. Um, and lastly, with the MLB, Al- Al- Albert Pujols, uh, who was recently yes. uh, released, he actually signed with the with the Dodgers, so he actually has a home. And I don't know. Hopefully, this is the last year because you know when that starts. I going think this on, will be his last year. They know. just signed him for the rest of the season, so I right. think he'll um you know retire after this year. 
Uh, and probably pack it up because the rich get richer. Freaking as if the Dodgers needed a, another bat and, a, and another player, good player on their team. Uh, it, like they're already stacked and loaded as is. So it's crazy wow. that they even had room for him, you know, to come on the team because they already have a pretty damn good team, you know, even before him. Right. I mean, he shouldn't be doing much over there since he got released. Um, so, but we'll, we'll see what happens with Albert Bujols. He can, he can still, you know, hit. Yeah, he'll hit a home still run contribute. I, you know? I think he'll contribute and do well over there because they won't ask much from him. We'll see what happens, man. Uh, let's pivot on to the NHL, uh, where the Bruins are in the playoffs, man. And they've started off pretty well. Um, they played, you know, their first game. Uh, they lost in overtime 3 2. But since then, they've they've won three straight games, right? So they won game two, four, three in overtime. They won game three, three, two, um, and then they won game four, four, one. So they, they it seems like they're getting stronger as the series goes along. And um, the next game will be at 7 p.m. on the 23rd, which is this Sunday, as we're recording. So uh, later on today, the game will be going on at 7 p.m. We'll update you guys, hopefully. You know what? I predicted that they would take the game in six. They could take it in five, you know? Um, no, I agree with that, John. I think they will take it in five, for mm, sure. I like right. what I'm seeing from this Bruins team. Um, right. You know, particularly on Friday. I think they've gotten control of the series and uh, pretty much the caps are fucked and done at this point. So, yeah, I think the, the Bruins will close it out in five games and, uh, you know, and send the Capitals – well, keep them home because they are going to be home. So Right. Um, yeah. So go Taylor Bruce. Hall and Marshawn have been doing their thing. They're playing great in this series. Uh, David Pasternak, he's been struggling, you know, the last couple. Um, hopefully he gets his footing under him and, you know, we get to go into another series. They have more of a chance to uh, get back in his groove. Um, but what's going on with him? Well, I, I don't know because the thing that I noticed with David Pasternak, um, he did play what, a little bit better in game four, and he scored a goal on that second goal, which was a nice shot that um, he had right by the goalie. Um, I, I think that, you know, he just struggles in the playoffs, particularly against physical teams. And the Capitals, as we've seen in this series, are a very physical team. They check a lot. They, you know what I'm saying, they, they you know, really um, – you know what I'm saying? They, 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 you know that they're definitely going to – their forechecking is going to be on point. They, you know, they're going to hit you in the middle of the ice, as we've seen them do with, you know, players in the series, and they're really going to make you feel uncomfortable. And I think Pasternak, since he's a little guy, he's not like a really a big guy and stuff. I really just think that he can't take the physicality and you know, when teams um, – Focus you know, on tend- yeah, exactly. Right, right. And I think that the Capitals have certainly done a good job of that in the in this series. But I just um, but it's unfortunate because the Capitals are a dirty and bushly team, and they've taken it way out of um line and out of proportion. But you know, with Pasternak, I think he just needs to you know use his speed and use his skill to his advantage. He's one of the most skillful and talented you know players in the league. You know, and, and you certainly um you know, is a great goal scorer. So I think he still needs to have more of an effect and more of um, an impact on his game. So I d- definitely, um, you know, hopefully, you know, what we saw in game four, you know, with him scoring that goal and having, a, you know, a little bit better of a game, we can see that in game five, um, you know, on Sunday night uh, yeah. against the Capitals. You know who, who's been doing good, though? Uh, Tuka Rask 
you know, especially last game, you yes. know, he didn't yes. have a lot of work, but he stayed focused in that game, That's man. True. So, he, he did. Um, he did. you know, he's been, he's been solid, you know, as a starter uh, right now. Um, he, you know, he has, you know, absolutely. We got to give him props really for this dude, you know. No, no question. I mean, he's played, he's, his goaltending been really good in this series. We definitely knew coming in, we had the goaltending advantage. The Capitals are playing backup goalies um, now since his starter got hurt. Um, so, but he's, you know, certainly been locked in. He's, you know, focused um, and, uh, you know, and, and is definitely making all the saves, you know, he needs to. And, you know, and it's really been, um, you know, vintage Tuka Rask. Like, this is a Tuka Rask that, you know, we like to see he's definitely on top of his game now and, you know, and, and, really, and really, you know, do, doing well. So hopefully he can keep this up and as we go in the later rounds because that's the only thing with him is that the rounds get later and the games get bigger and there's more pressure. You know, he starts to, uh, you know, fold under that and not play as well. So hopefully that doesn't happen, you know, this year. Um you know, with him, so we'll see how that goes. But a thing that I also like that, particularly in game four, is that they, you know, on the power play, they were three for five on their power play, the Bruins. And they, their special teams is, is big, you know. Yeah. you got to yeah. be able to convert on the power play and take advantage of those opportunities when you get them, particularly well, that first power play after Kevin Miller got hurt on that dirty hit um, from the Capitals. They scored on that power play right away and, and went up one nothing and pretty much, you know, n never looked back. So if they can continue to play well on the plot play and, um, you know, and, and score when they get those opportunities, they'll definitely be able to, you know, give themselves a good chance to close out this series in game five. Yes, sir. Um, and now we pivot into uh, the Be Money Lifestyle Person of the Week. Do you have one, Barry? Or are we skipping uh, that? Uh, yeah, just had a, you know, wanted to give a couple of – um. You know, birthday shout-outs to, uh, you know, big-time players in Boston. Um, you know, real quick, uh, you know, do had, you know, birthday this week. Uh, you know, first off, wanted to, you know, shout-out, you know, Kevin Garnett. Uh, he, you know, obviously, we know he just made the Hall of Fame last week. But big ticket. Just his, yep, the big ticket, that's right. Um, you know, one of the, you know, best big men and power forwards to ever play in the game. Just had a birthday um, this week, turned 45. Um, so, that we shout out to him and, you know, glad that he was able to enjoy that, you know, moment and that honor he got, in, um, you know, in, in getting inducted to the Hall of Fame uh, last week, you know, with the others that were inducted in there as well. Um, and then, you know, so Julian Edelman, who just obviously retired from the Patriots, had a great career and is definitely a Patriot Hall of Famer and uh, one of the best, you know, slot receivers to play in this era. Um, you know, you just had a birthday and just turned uh, 35. So definitely happy birthday to Jules. Um, they're definitely glad that, you know, he was able to have a great career and able to play well for us. And, you know, you know, grateful of everything that he has done and contributed to the Patriots organization in the 12 years that he played with us. So, um, short and quick, beating money lifestyle of the week. Uh, you know, happy birthday to Kevin Garnett and Julian Edelman. Uh, shout out to those guys, and that's definitely that be money lifestyle. Yes, sir. Happy birthday to those guys, and that's going to be it for episode 62. As always, if you're paying attention, like and subscribe. Thank you for paying attention. Thank you for listening to us, um, and we'll catch you guys on episode 63. We out. Peace. Have a good week, everyone. See y'all next week.